And welcome back to The Truth Hurts, where we expose corrupt politicians and the lying corporate media. We got a really good show for you today. You're not going to hear this anywhere else. Is Tim Walls going to replace Joe Biden as the, the presidential pick for the Democrat Party? Right? Is that going to happen? You will Hell not. No. <laughs> you will not believe this is actually being touted in some of the lamestream media. Joining me, as always, is Mega Jesse to discuss this important topic. How you doing, Mega Jesse? I'm doing good. I got some uh, secret information on Tim Walls, ready to uh, unveil this to the public. It's important, and uh, we need to expose this guy for the fraud and clown he is. And something I haven't seen, right? Is that That's what you're right. referring to? So I'm going to be surprised. Hasn't showed it to me. What's the point in a show prep if you can't even see what's going on in your own show? <laughs> I don't know, Dawson. Uh, joining us instead of William this week, we got Eric Mortensen, former representative, a champion up at the Capitol, a guy who took a lot of arrows while you were up there. A couple, a couple. And had <laughs> one interface with uh, Tim Walls, masked Tim Walls, that is, trying yep. to sell you uh, lemon bars. Yep, yep, Minnesota nice Governor Walls, and we've got video of that. I should have grabbed that video. Should have grabbed that video, yeah, yeah, yeah you uh, had some choice words for that governor uh running the dials as always is dawson there you go timely drink there he goes like marco rubio that awkward remember that awkward drink <laughs> that's right that yep. weird. i don't get that reference you don't get that <laughs> reference dawson's really not that political although yep. he's on our side by the way but he's just not that political patricia thank you very much for the new mug that is so awesome we had a fan send in the package i was like oh what is this i could kind of tell by the box have you not seen this no it says uh governor walls for, for Gitmo. Gitmo. isn't that great <laughs> If only we had justice in this world. The guy who shut down a state told you you had to stay in your home. So many parts of our constitution violated. They'll they'll never go to jail, right? Of course, you and I like don't pay our taxes one year, and they'll throw you in the cage. So it's crazy what they do. All right, so let's get right into this. Daily Beast, a liberal rag, uh, basically a national publication, knows that Tim Walls was down in Florida, and so they put him against DeSantis as, hey, Democrats worldwide or nationwide, you should take note. Look at this guy who's actually getting things done in the state of Minnesota. Now, we've said this for a while, that Minnesota, well, why should anyone care about Minnesota if you're not from Minnesota? And if you're from Minnesota, you really should care about what we're talking about. But it's because the Democrats just sacked a northern state, a northern Midwestern state that's red. Go look at the maps. It's very red. We just have this metro area that's crazy. Unfortunately, that took you out more because uh, the Democrats just have a machine in the metro area. Yeah, they outraised Republicans, what, 10, 20 to 1? I think it was like 24 to 1. 24 to 1? Okay. 24 to 1. Yeah. But they're not. They're losing greater Minnesota. Like, And this is like in every state, you get these major metro areas and then out in greater parts of the state, you know, rocks and cows country, as Tim Walls would call it. People are turning more to the Republican Party. So anyhow, um, he takes over a red state. Democrats get a trifecta, the House and the Senate, and they're instituting their whole agenda. Now, if you're watching our show and you haven't followed along with what we've been talking about for the last couple months, let me give you a quick recap. They come in and their first priority is to have the most, uh, most extreme abortion bill in the country. That's uh, the first, is it called House File 1 and Senate File 1, right? I think it was Senate yep. File 1, too. So, meaning this is their first priority, first bill that they had this legislative session. And they passed it, and they had, well, I, I guess Gene Pulowski and Winona didn't vote for it. So, other than him, complete Democrat support, all Democrats on board. Uh, they killed amendments that would prohibit 
partial birth abortion. Um, if uh, uh, let's see what other post birth, post birth, they also abortion. were going after Planned Parenthood for the sale of body parts. There you, you know, go. That's one thing that these uh, radicals don't ever want to talk about. That there's all kinds of underground deals being done by Planned Parenthood as far as selling these baby body parts. So Wall signs that into law. This is like in January. He then passes felon voting. He passes driver's license for illegals, which is absolutely amazing that you, you could break the laws of this country, come here, and then we'll reward you with the driver's license. They're now trying to change election laws to allow 16- and 17-year-olds to register and mm-hmm. automatic voter registration. Carbon neutral by 2040. Oh, yeah. How could I forget? Great right. point. Yes, Minnesota. Minnesota. By the way, minus one this morning on the way to the gym. Um, they want to make us carbon-free by 2040, but even more importantly, 80% carbon-free energy production in just under seven years in 2030. That's not even possible, right? And I could predict what's going to happen. I have to mm-hmm. keep extending the timeline. But the damage will be done. So that's what they've already passed here in Minnesota. On top of that, Governor Walls, and we just covered this in our last topic, made Minnesota a sanctuary state for children who are going to get – Gentle mutilation surgery. Of course, that's not what they call it. They call it gender-affirming surgery, but we all know what it is. Mutilate genitalia. And that's absolutely insane, insane what these guys are doing. This is their agenda. And now Governor Walls is being paraded in front of national audiences as potentially the guy to replace the very unpopular um, Joe Biden. So let's read this article from the Daily Beast. When he signed an executive order on Wednesday making Minnesota – oh, crap, what happened to my ads – did I, I got an ad thing on my end. <laughs> Damn Daily Beast and your paywall. Um, how do I work around this thing? Can I do a private incognito window? What a pain in the ass. <laughs> All right. When he signed an executive order on Wednesday making Minnesota refuge state refugee state Refuge state for all those seeking gender-affirming care. Governor Tim Walz spoke of those behind the bans instituted in other states. This is how they play it off, right? Quote, it's being led by bullies. And I say this as a teacher. We cannot stand bullies, said the 59-year-old Democrat, who was a high school geography teacher and football coach before serving five terms in Congress and now a second term as governor. Where did he teach uh, school there, uh, Jesse? That's right. He taught in China. And I got all kinds of things. You're right. I thought it was Mankato. <laughs> he, he did do that, too. But, uh, okay. <laughs> yep, no, he... Uh, Tim Walls, China Walls. Uh, get ready for this. I got a, a whole rundown of how he's connected to China. All right, First well, of all, he uh, refuses to ban TikTok on these government devices. He says that Twitter is the real threat on social media, that that's what he's more concerned with, not the uh, China CCP-run TikTok. Uh, what happened in 1989 was Tim Walls got connected to Harvard and this uh, globalist group called World Teach, and he was one of the first. Uh, CCP, Chinese Communist Party, approved American teachers. And he took trips every year for the for two decades to China, taking students there. He even honeymooned with his wife there. Uh, and he was bringing all these people there. Uh, he sucked up to China during the trade war with Trump. But the big thing, the big thing that I alluded to in the beginning here, something that you've maybe never, ever heard, Tim Walls was in China during the Tiananmen Square massacre. Did you guys know that? He was in China in 1989 during the massacre. He said that uh, he was, was he in, driving the tank. <laughs> he might have, he might as well have been because uh, he was in this committee, the Tiananmen at 25 years 
uh, Executive and Congressional Commission on China. And he said that Europeans in this committee meeting, he said Europeans and Americans were disappointed that he and others stayed as China was abusing human rights, as China was destroying their own people, as they were killing their own people. That's why it's called a massacre. Uh, and then what Tim Walls does in this committee is he starts talking bad about America. Well, we're not perfect. We have our own flaws. It's like, what are you talking about? Tim Walls is more pro-China than pro-America. If you look at the list of uh, top, you know, ranking the governors on how much they love China, Tim Walls is always at the top. This guy is completely sold out. And the fact that, you know, most people don't even know that he was there during the Tiananmen Square massacre and he decided to stay, that's pretty damning. Okay, go back to what you just said about this committee. W what was the damning thing on Walls? That he said it was during that committee that he admitted that he was uh, there during Tiananmen Square, and he said that Europeans and Americans were pressuring him to leave, and they were disappointed that uh, him and others were going to continue with this program. Oh, okay. I guess, um, all right. I guess I, I have to refresh my history here and mm -hmm. on the uh, – post event i mean obviously mm -hmm. tiananmen square is well known for the guy that finally stood up to the big tank right, right? so they only took it to a certain level but mm -hmm. right but it went on you know from april to june that was uh the dates of the tiananmen square massacre mm. interesting stuff <laughs> it's now interesting. you you dropped this bomb on us yep. here we haven't been able to fact check you mega jesse well i was only able to find in that one document myself so well, uh, you know, <laughs> lucky for you, YouTube's not going to take us off because we're already banned for two weeks. <laughs> but we'll and, and I'm not saying I found it in some document. I'm saying that Tim Walls admitted it in this okay, committee let's, meeting. Let's and take some that... footage from that committee meeting. That's what I want to see. I, right. I, I know. You, I, I can't believe he just dropped this on us <laughs> like without any validation. Well, he's totally oh, changed my that's... position on what we're about to talk about. <laughs> yeah, I know. If this is all true. Then, yes, I think uh, Walls runs for, for president. But oh, I was going to say no way. But Yeah, yeah. well, I mean. He's definitely got the foreign connections. He's going to have China in his pocket. China would love to have him as president, maybe even more than Joe Biden. All right. Well, let's let's pull up the World <laughs> Economic Forum uh, <laughs> article we wrote about. So, you know, I don't know about this. I can't validate what Maga Jesse's saying, although Maga Jesse's not a liar. So I, I wouldn't make something like that up. There you go. Okay. So this is uh, Tim Walls, the support of Globalist World Economic Forum. I think most of our audience knows how bad these guys are. Carl Schwab and all that. Uh, Carl Schwab. Is Klaus. It Carl? Klaus Schwab. I'm losing my mind today. I don't know what's <laughs> going on. I didn't get that brain teaser at our morning meeting. <laughs> yep. It's really been haunting me. Mm -hmm. Scroll down here. There's actually a um, on here. We can see the actual resolution that was offered. Now, you found this, Jesse. Yep. It was a while ago. But this is actually a very interesting um, article because um, this resolution, when Tim Walls was in Congress, let's see, 2000, was it 2000? Yeah, March 9th, 2010. Obviously, he hasn't been in Congress since he ran for governor. But this had bipartisan support. I think mm -hmm. uh, Paul Ryan, the anti-Trump Paul Ryan, was on board oh, yeah. with this thing, right? Yep. Every single rhino, every single uh, you know establishment Democrat, they were all on this. What this bill was, it was a resolution that said that we support Klaus Schwab. We support the mission of Klaus Schwab and the World Economic Forum. You know, the fact that he was ahead of it all these years saying that he was in favor of the World Economic Forum. Luckily, we know what's going on there now. We know that they're a globalist uh, machine who wants to destroy our freedom. Uh, but Tim Walls, you know, way back when in 2000, 2010. Uh, 2010 so let me think here. Supporting he them. became a congressman in 2006 when he dodged a deployment as a uh, master sergeant in the Minnesota Army National Guard. Mm -hmm. We're going to get into that in a little bit, too, because I think there's going to be a lot of people that are interested in who this guy is, and we're going to give you a rundown on who this uh, 
tyrant wannabe Tim Walls uh, and um, all the things he's done in Minnesota. But uh, he would have ran in 2006. So, in other words, he had only been a congressman three years by that point because he would have taken office in 2007, January mm-hmm. 2007. So this is only three years into his term mm-hmm. from rural Minnesota. Yeah. Last I checked, I mean, you got Rochester. There's really no skyscrapers and big you know, <laughs> banks and stuff like that in CD1, Minnesota. Mm-hmm. So what is this guy doing? Like, it is actually interesting when you make this China connection. It's like, why is this the guy that they're using to carry the resolution on the World Economic Forum? So mm-hmm. this is Tim Walls saying, whereas the World Economic Forum is embarking on its 40th year as a crucial nexus through which the world's leading policymakers heads of state, business and innovators, non-governmental organizations, and cultural religious leaders join together to discuss key issues of global importance. Um, whereas the World Economic Foundation or Forum has drawn attention to the clear connection between global economies and overall human advancement. And then I'm mm-hmm. just going to move on a little bit, but it's kind of more like that. And then he actually goes into specifying, um, like highlighting Klaus Schwab, um, well, I lost my place here. Oh, honors and congratulates Klaus Schwab for creating the World Economic Forum and its 40 years of successful leadership. Yep. Now, we know, and um, we don't have the video queued up here, but World Economic Foundation Forum, I always do that, is the organization that says in by 2030, U.S. will not be the top power in the world, mm-hmm. that we will eat less meat. There's also this thing about them <laughs> saying you'll eat bugs. You'll mm-hmm. own nothing. They literally say this. There's a PowerPoint. You can find this. Of them saying you'll own nothing and you'll be happy. Yeah, these guys it's are on crazy. their website. Like right. the people who don't believe these things, it's literally on their website. Right. They do their little introduction and yeah, they say you'll own nothing and you'll be happy about mm-hmm. it. Yeah. <laughs> no property rights, but you'll be ecstatic. Mm-hmm. We'll own nothing. We'll be happy. We'll eat bugs. And if Tim Walls has his way, we'll all be transgender at the same time too. You know, it's like th- these people are crazy. They just want to destroy our country. And uh, you know, Tim Walls wants to push you know kids to be transgenders. It's nothing is more extreme than that. That's right. So Tim Walls, big globalist, right? Let's get back to this article. He added of the band backers. So he's talking about the people like DeSantis and Kim Reynolds who um, actually have gone out there and said you can't do genital mutilation surgery. He added that nothing to gain for themselves. Sorry, uh, Dawson, I'm back on the uh, Daily Beast article. And if you lose it, I'm just reading. I copied it over to a, a Word doc. Not following any factual data and essentially using the state apparatus to bring cruelty. So according to Tim Walls, these guys are bullies and they're cruel because they think that a six-year-old can't possibly determine their gender and we shouldn't hack them up or put them on hormones. Like, what the hell is this world coming to that we think that is good stuff, good Mm -hmm. policy? But that's what Tim Walls believes, or maybe doesn't believe it, but he's at least allowing to happen under his administration, and he's Mm -hmm. championing it, championing it. Yeah, I, I think it's the other way around. I think it's bullying if you're forcing, you know, children who don't know any better to change their gender and screw up their entire lives and hormones for the rest of their life. I think that that's what a bully would do. It's, you know, we're, we're the people saying, let's stand up for these kids. We, we can't let these kids' lives be destroyed. Uh, that's the exact opposite of a bully. It's, you know, standing up for victims. And we brought up on a show, like this, uh, this uh, press conference he did, he's got a six-year-old who believes he's a girl. And they go, we need to listen to these kids. It's like the odds suggest that that kid's going to go through sexual maturity mm-hmm. and feel just normal as a boy. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do with that when you've pumped 
this kid up with hormones or there's a video and he's going to be ridiculed by his buddies because there's a video of him being paraded for some political stunt in a dress. Mm-hmm. Like, these parents are terrible. And they act that. like this is all so common, you know, like it's, it's happening common. everywhere. I mean, did you guys, when you guys were growing up, did you know anyone who wanted to be a transgender as a kid? Did you know anyone in school who thought like this? This is all new. I, I don't think they're, this stuff happened before. Well, it wasn't a welcoming environment to them, Jesse. Don't you <laughs> understand? So. No, they didn't get the affirmation they needed. That's right. Um, <laughs> yeah. But what, what this to me speaks to is how powerful the media is because with the media machine, like your whole show is about, you know, gaslighting people and, and puppeting, you know, the, this, this hardcore leftist message, mm-hmm. they successfully, unfortunately, paint people like us who are just like, nah, maybe, maybe a five-year-old should wait. Maybe they should <laughs> wait until they, you know, grow up and a I can make the decision themselves, mm-hmm. but um, and they make it seem like we're the ones with the extreme view. Same on the abortion issue, like mm-hmm. after birth abortion is okay in Minnesota now. <laughs> right. Like yep. that's the extreme position, mm-hmm. and and you know doing genital mutilation to you know minors is should be considered widely as as the extreme position. But mm-hmm. Yeah, and you and I have known media. each other five six years in yeah. politics. It's like we always thought we'd be talking about taxes, economic stuff. I never <laughs> thought we'd be talking about this stuff. And then they do this, and it's like, whoa, we can't sit on the sidelines here. Once yeah. again, if you're a full-grown adult, do what the hell you want with your own money, not taxpayer money. <laughs> you know, right. I, I'm, I'm libertarian. I, I don't believe in the government forcing one way or the other. But you got to protect children. This is insane. Well, and what's interesting, so you, you saw that that USA powerlifting thing. Oh, yeah. Uh, where, you know, a Minnesota judge says, yeah, men can compete in women's powerlifting. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it was – I actually got reached out to by – the woman who owns the uh, bench press record mm-hmm. uh, for women's powerlifting in and Minnesota. It made it seem like she was from Minnesota. What, what do you know? What the weight was? No, I don't know the weight. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> oh, um, I'm always scared because there's a chance a woman can bench more than me, and I'm like, that's oh, crazy because yeah, most I, women lack upper body strength. That's where he's got a real big advantage. Yeah, well, I'll follow up with her and find okay. out. But, <laughs> but it was interesting to hear from somebody who's been personally touched by that because she said. That man broke my bench press record. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, because, yeah, I mean, the upper body strength of men versus women is just massive. Like in the Army, I think an 18-year-old had to do 42 push-ups. Maybe I'm dating myself because I've been – I was in the Army well over 20 years ago, so I don't know if the standards have changed, but it was 42 push-ups, I believe, the ma- the minimum you had to hit as an 18-year-old male. Women were like 19. It's like less than half because there's just a big difference in body strength. Along with being the country's most self-righteous bully of the marginalized, DeSantis is young and energetic and smart and new. He drew a crowd of more than 1,000 as Reynolds joined him at the Rhythm City Casino Resort in Davenport and again at the Iowa State Fair. Not a MAGA hat was to be seen. (laughs) Oh, you got to love the left-wing rags. Reynolds has said she will be happy to join Trump when he visits Iowa on Monday, which is is yesterday, right? Mm -hmm. So he, he was there. The question is how many Iowans will be there? Trump could be left looking <laughs> like what is what he is, a doughy, aging bully of a more narcissistic variety whose lying girl is increasingly desperate and whose legal troubles pretend one or more indictments. Okay, Thoughts what on that a there, joke. <laughs> yeah, what a joke on all of that. I mean, I can't even believe, you know, these people think that they're always going to catch Trump. There's always going to be the next thing, but everything fails. You know, they, they're never going to catch Trump. And uh, it's funny that, you know, she's whoever the author of this is, is, suggesting that trump can't pull a crowd actually he got more than double the amount of people that ron DeSantis was able to get so they're using this puff piece to try and make it seem like it's uh 
DeSantis versus Walls, that's what they would like to see. I think that's a that's a terrible idea. I wouldn't say that their analysis is completely wrong. It says, with the prospect of DeSantis winning the GOP nomination, Biden will look decrepit by comparison. Right? Mm-hmm. Fair enough, right? And that's the nice thing about DeSantis. Although, even though Trump's almost the same age as Biden, there's the energy level's remarkably different. Mm-hmm. But there's no doubt about it. DeSantis brings a little bit of energy. Will you at least give us that one? We don't have William today, here. To, we don't have William uh, here to defend I will say DeSantis. not not today, but uh, Trump. You know, he was actually taking questions from the audience in Iowa. Man I thought people. that was actually pretty cool. I you know you don't see most of these politicians willing to do that, especially at that high level. And you know, Trump had this whole place packed, and you know, just taking whatever questions he didn't field them. He didn't you know try to see what they were going to ask beforehand. Uh, unlike Biden, who gets you know answers on teleprompters for questions. You know, Trump is on the fly. He's ready to go. A common lament among Democrats is that there is not somebody younger and more vital to support, but the Democrats need only look to Minnesota for a candidate 22 years younger who calls out bullies when he (laughs) sees them and stands up for what he seems to actually believe, allegedly. Along with being someone who can speak of the schools as a former teacher, Walls can lead eye-to-eye as a retired master sergeant used to getting done what needs to be done from his two decades in the National Guard. Let's talk about that record real quick, because I also served in the National Guard. And on this uh, set, we had a uh, retired command sergeant major, Thomas Behrens, in here to discuss the record or the the end of Tim Walls' career, where he got conditionally promoted to sergeant major, uh, then lost that rank because he retired suddenly to run for Congress and bailed on troops as a second senior NCO and a brigade deployment, longest deployment of all time in modern day history, Minnesota Red Bulls, right here, first brigade. He dodged that deployment and Command Sergeant Major Thomas Barron's had to replace him. That's mm-hmm. that's Tim Walls, the guy who bailed on his own people. Now he wants to be the commander in chief of the United States Army. Like, how do you think the veterans across the country are gonna th- feel about that? Mm-hmm. So this uh numbnuts who wrote the story uh went on to say he reacted with a veteran NCO's doggedness, by the way, NCO, non-commissioned officer, so basically sergeant, after Minnesota cops killed George Floyd in May of 2020. He called a special session of the legislature that July and managed to push through major police reforms despite resistance from the Republican-controlled state Senate. Boy, isn't that an interesting recollection of that uh, time yeah, period, huh? Yeah, it sure Eric? is. And I like how he, he called a special session just for that one. It was really to extend his emergency powers. That's why yep. a special session is called. I'm glad your memory serves you the same way it serves me because that's exactly what happened. Yeah. So for those that don't know about Tim Walls, he was one of the biggest lockdown governors in the country. I mean, he he looked at like, uh, what was that dude in uh, Chris, Chris Cuomo? Not Chris Cuomo. Uh Anthony Cuomo? What was uh, Cuomo's oh, name? Oh, yeah, Anthony Cuomo. Yeah. Governor Why does that not sound right? I don't know. Governor Cuomo. We'll just call him Governor Cuomo. <laughs> it's Anthony Cuomo, isn't it? Andrew? Andrew Cuomo? A- Andrew, yeah, that's there it. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, not governor anymore. That's what he is. So he looked at Cuomo. He's like, hold my beer. We're going to do this over here in Minnesota. Put mm-hmm. a sick patients into nursing homes, shut down businesses. None of this should have been illegal. Um, the courts were awful in this period of time told us we had to stay in our homes he actually put a uh business owner a mother a grandmother in jail for 90 days i think she served 60 days yep. and all, all said and done for opening her coffee bistro that's who tim walls is and so they're talking like he's some big kind of hero no this guy shut down our state and because of minnesota laws he had to call the legislature back every month 
that they weren't in session and their session ended in May. Mm. So he had to call them back June, July, August, September, October, November, December, until next January is when they actually were in session again. Right. And he let the state burn that that that's what that part is also talking about yeah. that, you know, during the killing of George Floyd, that Tim Walls handled it like a pro, <laughs> like a, like a military <laughs> officer. It's like, in what world is that happening? Because he was so slow to react. He was allowing all the destruction of the property. You know, all these local small businesses were being destroyed. And, you know, I'm not sure where this person is even imagining that from because it's it's the complete opposite. Yeah, I mean, listen, these guys have great imaginations or they're just portraying like delusions on us, which mm -hmm. I think is pretty much what they're doing. They go on to talk about a lot of the same stuff that we talked about, the progressive agenda, walls again passed, Fallon voting, driver's license for illegals, abortion, all that stuff. So it wraps it up with, and on March 8th, he signed the executive order guaranteeing that gender-affirming care would remain available in Minnesota. Just so you guys know, if you're not following these talking points by left, gender-affirming care is their language for general mutilation surgery. Now, I think it also encompasses putting hormones into a young boy's body to try to make him more estrogen producing or more like a girl that's what they're doing like just should be abuse child abuse no doubt about it but this is what the left mentality is the order further guaranteed legal protection for those from out of state who seek such care in minnesota back in february a transgender woman had been severely beaten in what appeared to be a hate crime at a minneapolis light rail station are you guys tracking that story i do not remember that story mm -hmm. at all Jesse, no, nothing. Say it again. I, I can't read it. It says, there. back in February, a transgender woman had been severely beaten in what appeared to be mm. a hate crime in the Minneapolis Light Rail yeah, Station. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember that one. Okay, I'm just gonna call bullshit on that part. I don't think it was a hate crime. That, that's just a normal crime that happens at the light rail stations. <laughs> yeah. The uh, Democrats in Minnesota have gone all in on light rail. No one uses light rail in Minnesota for many reasons, but the probably the biggest one is it's where all the crime happens in the Twin Cities. Mm -hmm. It just gravitates towards the light rail stations. So I think they're kind of stretching on that one if even this had any resemblance to truth. <clears throat> yeah, well, I was just oh, reading an article. Uh, the guy that I ran against, Brad Tapke, he's been taking the light rail and taking the bus to get down to the Capitol because he crashed his truck the first day of session. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, some reporter from the Minnesota reformer, I want to say, he tagged along with Tabkey for his commute <laughs> to get to the Capitol. And it took like two and a half hours. And even the reporter or journalist or whatever you want to call this guy couldn't help but mention several times in his story how much crime and how much risk there seemed to be on public transit. Mm -hmm. But of course, what he was ultimately trying to do was make Brad Tabkey look like he's Indiana Jones getting you know, <laughs> between his house and the Capitol and the hoops he jumps through and how heroic he is. It was hmm. it was so gross. But. Well, and a good journalist would probably ask the question, why did you crash your car two months ago and still haven't replaced it yet? Yeah, and I can't wait to see if he's getting a, a mileage reimbursement. Yeah. Mm. That'll be fun. It will be fun. We will report that here. But seriously, why why isn't he replaced? I don't know. I saw did, a picture of the Didn't the guy truck? foreclose <laughs> on his home or all of a sudden that got Oh, waved? he was so close to foreclosing. It was filed to the county and suddenly <clears> it, <throat> something swooped in and saved it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No idea what. We've seen that but, happen before. Both sides yeah. aisle. Quote, this is horrific, Walls declared afterward. Afterwards. Should be afterwards. Uh, quotation, Minnesota must protect our trans community. We will not tolerate acts of violence towards our friends and neighbors. As governor, I will continue to stand and fight with you. With his executive order nine days later, Walls showed that there were not just words. He also further proved that Democrats do, in fact, have an alternative who can stand up 
whichever bully the Republicans nominate. Written by Michael Daly, special correspondent of the Daily Beast. So he's saying they're looking for a younger generation Democrat. Mm-hmm. Walls at 59. <laughs> Doesn't mm-hmm. that put him past his prime? <laughs> yeah, according uh, we to Don Lemon. <laughs> <laughs> on that <Yeah>. one. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, uh, DeSantis, I think, is like 41, 42. He's my age. He's yeah, 44, he's, I think. Yeah, 44. 44? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they got to go to Tim Walls. Mm-hmm. If that happens... Oh, boy, well, we have a lot to say on that. Right. You know, the way that they like to characterize is that Tim Walls is a moderate. You know, of course, we know that because that's, you know, we're here. We're seeing everything that he's up to. Uh, But there's people out there that think he's some moderate. Really, what he's doing is he's pursuing the Democratic agenda laid out by the uh, Democratic National uh, Governors Association. Phil Murphy, you know, the governor out of New Jersey, that radical leftist, that guy in a blue state, he barely won his reelection. And that's who the Democrats put in charge of their policy. So, you know, he Tim Walls, he's you know, these aren't original ideas. He's getting sent these ideas from the Democratic Governors Association. Gotcha. Comments, Dawson? Yeah. Yeah, we got some go comments ahead. that we can go through. Um, we don't have William read them today. No, it's me. Sorry. Um, <laughs> so we've got pretty much all of them are on Rumble. Jen uh, uh, Tucker 91 says gender affirming care is telling the child the truth. A lot of these kids are autistic. And as someone with a sibling with autism, this infuriates me. Hmm. Um, Carla Nelson says the world record holder for, I assume it's women's late weightlifting is Jennifer Thompson at 1,342 pounds. Well, so what that would be is the three lifts combined deadlift squat and bench mm-hmm. press. Cause no one's benching that much weight. Uh, no one's even deadlifting that much weight. I think the record is Eddie Hall did 1,100 pounds, which mm. is insane. Yeah, um, that's right. Yeah, but just to give you a perspective, powerlifting men are in 2000s. Like, I don't think you would even mm-hmm. you know, stand a chance to place in tournaments if you couldn't be in the 2000s. Right. So um, then we've got uh, Brad Ganser, uh, the poet. I would bet Betty White could do more push ups than Jake. <laughs> Well, first of all, Betty White is dead. <laughs> yeah. She died, Brad, so get with it. And, <laughs> and Betty White. Pu- you and I are going to have a push-up contest, Brad. <laughs> Betty White seemed gonna... like one of those people who wouldn't ever die, though. She just like was she there totally year did. after year yeah, after year. Absolutely. Yeah. That, that's such a not, a not a fair comment, although he did do the Rumble rants last <laughs> time, so <laughs> yep. I guess he's deserved to take a shot at me. And then the last thing is that Tucker91 says, I ran out of room to also add that it was a it was AMN who was one of the original flag racers on Iwo Jima to fall from grace. Mm. Yeah, certainly mm. not the cut from the same cloth as uh, Tim Walls, mm-hmm. who, uh, my God, dodged the deployment, left his troops stranded. And, yeah. and really, if you go back to the summer of 2020, and we all remember this, like, deep down, like, the guy screwed everything up. Mm-hmm. He let Minnesota fall. Yeah, he did. And it was like a year ago when he was touring around Europe when the press asked him, you know, I think what uh, Omicron or whatever the new variant was a year ago was flying around. And the press asked him, well, you know, it's surging. Are you going to lock Minnesota down? Are you going to do an emergency? And he said, if I thought I could save one life by doing that, I would. And to me, that's an acknowledgement that he saved no lives when he did do those things. And mm-hmm. Yeah, he he shows no remorse, like none. No. Even you should see Governor Whitmer came out and said, Sorry. you know, in hindsight, the things I did, they really don't make much sense. Oh, Walls really? would never admit that. Yeah, I, I didn't see that Whitmer said that, so that's pretty interesting that yeah. uh, 
at least she's admitting it. But I mean, she screwed up pretty pretty bad in uh, Michigan too. So, but that's that's interesting to know. It's unforgivable what these guys did. These lockdown governors, and that's who Tim Walls is. Let me bring up another thing about Tim Walls. Uh, oversaw a massive scam uh, per- perpetrated by mostly what I can tell is the Somali community in Minnesota, which is growing. Um, to take money from a nutrition program for children, a federal program, and mm-hmm. steal it. And there was a news story, we'll pull this up, 10 more indictments. I think there was initially 50 indictments. Mm-hmm. This is over $250 million of your money, taxpayer money. And if you just scroll down here, we look at, I mean, it, it, it's so obviously um, a specific group of people here, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you can just tell by names. I'll let you make the conclusions you want. <laughs> But I was reading a little bit about this. I think there was one in in um, uh, Shakopee. Yep. I don't know why I'm not seeing it right now on this list. There's one in Savage. But they had like a storefront in Shakopee. Mm-hmm. Am I not remember, remembering this right here? Yeah, I know. You're right. I remember, It's right by the subway and by the Goodyear. Okay. Well, I might have been doing the Faribault one this morning. I was uh, researching. It was... Uh, Criminal information. Okay. Well, anyhow, 10 more indictments in this case. Um, and it just you look at how this thing went. It's like, how on earth did they not see this stuff coming? It was such massive fraud. And Tim Walls lies about it. Mm-hmm. He lied about it back in October. And media was very lazy, but they had to cover the story. It was huge. I mean, you got the U.S. prosecutor, special attorney in Minnesota, prosecuting 50 people. That's going to catch some headlines. But they just gave him an excuse. Wall said, oh, uh, we were told by the courts we couldn't do anything about it. It's like, yeah. that was a lie. So this is the record that you get from him. So imagine the scale of fraud that will happen under Tim Walls's watch as a, um, as a president of the United States. Mm-hmm. I don't even want to say that term. It just makes me mad. Right. Okay, let's move on to the Twitter files. Um, Mort, I was talking to him when I asked him if he wanted to be on the show today. Before I forget. How do people find your show um, when you, you're behind the smoke screens? Is it Facebook? What's the audience that you want to build? Yeah, Rumble's probably best. Yeah, I just okay. look up behind the smoke screen or, or rep Eric Mortensen. So behind the smoke screen, representative Eric Mortensen on Rumble, you can check out his show, Behind the Smoke Screen. The nice thing about your show is you learn things you won't learn anywhere else. Yeah, so it's not just current <laughs> events. I'll go back in time and play about you know mm-hmm. things that happened a year or two years ago in the Capitol, kind of break things down and – uh, I have a ton of fun doing that stuff because, mm-hmm. yeah, things that legislators, even former legislators, would never, ever talk about because out of fear of, you know, losing their legislative pals and mm-hmm. dolphin buddies. That's how it works up yeah. there. Okay, so I didn't – I asked you when you wanted to come on the show, like, if you had seen the uh, performance Matt Taibbi and was it Matt Schellenbacher? What's his mm-hmm. name? Schellenberger. 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 Something like that. The two, two, two of the journalists that broke the Twitter files, and you said you hadn't seen this. Well, I, I I mean, months ago on the Twitter. No, no, no. Just track. last uh, Thursday, I believe yeah, it was. Yeah, I don't know what we're talking about. Okay, great. <laughs> so um, if you don't think the Democrats have gone far enough yet, watch what they did on Capitol Hill when it came to uh, journalists, credible journalists. Uh, first of all, the, the first clip we have is the ranking member, Democrat, who's actually a representative from the U.S. Virgin Islands. She doesn't even have voting power in Congress. Mm-hmm. That's the ranking member on the Judiciary Committee. Judiciary Committee, obviously, um, spearheaded by uh, Jim Jordan. A lot of people like Jim Jordan. So, anyhow, she looks at these two journalists, Matt Taibbi, who's probably the best journalist out there right now, Mm -hmm. and says, 
They're so-called. She even in another segment calls them just scribes for Elon Musk. They're doing real journalism, and that's what she refers to them as. So let's go ahead and play this clip. This isn't just a matter of what data was given to these so-called journalists before us now. There are many legitimate questions about where <laughs> Musk got the financing to buy Twitter. <laughs> so here we go. We got government officials deciding who's a journalist. Mm-hmm. Well, you don't get funny. to do that. You know, she says that he's not a real journalist. She's not a real congresswoman. Yeah. You know? <laughs> she doesn't have any voting power. She can't vote like every other member of Congress. She's not a real congresswoman. That's what I would have come right back at her with. Yeah, well, they don't let these guys come back with anything. I don't know mm-hmm. how Matt Taibbi had the uh, temperament to do that because, mm-hmm. quite frankly, no one would talk to me the way these guys did. I wish we could just do a whole show on this congressional uh, hearing because they were just so rude and abusive to these great journalists who do great work. And I would have been firing back at them like, who the hell do you think you are? Mm-hmm. Not even let them respond to questions. But it's actually very concerning to me that we have Congress people saying who is a journalist and who's not a journalist. Mm-hmm. You don't get to decide that. And they take it a little step further. They actually try getting Matt Taibbi to reveal his sources. Let's watch this video. This is crazy. This is just a Democrat congresswoman asking the question to Matt Taibbi. What's that? Oh, yeah, it's that one. Yep. up a little bit on the ranking members questions um when was the first time that mr musk approached you about writing uh, uh the twitter files again congresswoman that would uh, i just need a date sir but i can't give it to you unfortunately because this this is a question of sourcing and i don't give them i'm it's a journalist a, i don't reveal my source it's a question of chronology no, that's a question because of Because you earlier said that, that someone had sent you through the Internet some message about whether or not you would be interested in some information. Yes, and I referred to that person as a source. So you're not going to tell us when Musk first approached you? Again, Congressman, so you you're asking, me to re- you're asking a journalist to reveal so a source. So then you consider Mr. Musk to be the direct source of all this? No, now you're you're trying to get me to say that he is the source. I I, I, well, I just can't answer your question. Well, he is or he isn't. Sorcerer. If you're telling me you can't answer because it's your source, well, then that the only logical conclusion is that he is in fact your source. Well, you're free to conclude that. Well, <laughs> sir, okay, I just go ahead and clip it there. I mean, what on like the Democrats are facing a committee hearing where the federal government, there's great evidence, and these journalists broke the story. That the federal government colluded with big tech, in this case Twitter, to actually silence free speech. Mm-hmm. Why aren't Republicans and Democrats holding hands? I know, rhetorical question. Holding hands, saying that they're against it. But instead what they do is character assassination, so-called journalists, or reveal your sources. I cannot believe, has America mm-hmm. really become this, where a congressperson is asking a journalist to reveal a source? Yep. And, you know, this uh, congresswoman, she also goes on to say, well, and you make money from Substack. I've never heard of Substack before. You know, Substack, there's nothing (laughs) sketchy about Substack. What it is, is it allows independent journalists to be able to, you know, work from, you know, do journalism from outside the mainstream so that you don't have to be tied to the big mainstream media. Uh, So it's funny that she's going after him on that. And Matt Taibbi's a liberal. He's a progressive. You know, this guy isn't, you know, some conservative. 
Uh, he is just a journalist who put out this information because it's truthful and the people deserve to know what's going on, uh, especially when we find out that the FBI and Twitter are working together to censor the Hunter Biden laptop story, to mm-hmm. promote everything that's bad about Trump, to you know censor anything that's bad about Joe Biden. Uh, so it's just interesting how uh, these Democrats are going after him because really he's more of a principled version of the left. Well, what is the difference here between what that congresswoman did to Matt Taibbi mm-hmm. versus your boy saying <laughs> CNN is fake news. You are fake <laughs> news. Like, I'll, I'll play devil's advocate here. Yeah, what's, that's what's true. What's the difference? Well, you I, know, mean, I actually thought about that. Let me let me steal that from you, Mega Jesse, because <laughs> you'll be so proud of me. I thought about that. And I, I appreciate Trump calling out the fake news because that's what they're doing. They're portraying it. But last I checked, Donald Trump didn't prohibit access to journalists, mm-hmm. right? Like, he's... Like literally, you, people were like, "Oh my God, this tyrant! He's he's uh, attacking journalists and throwing them out of like press conferences." He's like, "No, they didn't. They still had access to the president of the United States." Mm-hmm. These guys want to completely remove what these guys are doing. I mean, mm-hmm. essentially, you know, you might think this is crazy, but it's going to get to the point where they want to throw these guys in jail. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was oh, fun for Trump to have Jim. <laughs> you know, when, the path we're on. I wouldn't. Yeah, it, it definitely is the path that yeah. we're on. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and that's Trump, happened uh, in American history too. Mm-hmm. Uh, Trump, uh, you know, he liked having that Jim Acosta, the CNN guy. You know, uh, just I ate it up. I loved it. Yeah, yeah. you know, because uh, uh, he had to beat him up a little bit. But uh, yeah, I agree with what Jake's saying that you know Trump never tried to censor them. He never tried to cancel them or anything. Uh, well, you know, these uh, Democrats in Congress seem to want to prevent Taibbi from you know being able to pr- uh, do any of this journalism. So, uh, but I can see what you mean, you know. But and, and uh, I think th- another big difference is like there's the side of truth, mm-hmm. and right? Exactly. Really, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Now the tactics they're doing, I'd say they're comparable, but I think we know the truth is on our side. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, more and more people. Well, and, and right. And regardless, it's a different format too. In a com- congressional hearing, you should be pursuing the truth. You should begin to the the bottom of the matter, and the Democrats just go into it. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I look at Trump in many regards innocent in this thing because I feel like that guy actually had a, an awareness. He had to wake up to the fact the media is this bad because mm-hmm. he never experienced that in his life. He was a celebrity. Yep. They loved him. They adored him until he ran for president. And then he watched these guys just utterly lie. Mm-hmm. So, But these are just political animals here. These guys know what they're doing. You know, the other thing that was fascinating, and once again, we could do a whole show on this, but, you know, I don't want to just do stuff that other people are doing. I think I'm sure Tucker's probably done this material and other alternative media has done this material. But um, that goon that was sitting to her right, I can't think of the guy's name. I think he's from New York. He then starts alleging that they're just in this for money. <laughs> and they go, well, did you not make money from releasing the story? I'm just thinking – does the New York Times not sell more articles or more mm-hmm. ads when they publish huge articles? Isn't that the whole corporate media model? Mm-hmm. What is wrong with these guys on Substack getting more members? Yeah, exactly. That's the thing. They, they don't like people making money outside of the main, the, uh, you know, mainstream media. Anyone that's going outside of it, anyone that's doing their own independent thing, it's a threat to their power. You know, they're just willing to do the bidding of uh, the establishment. Right. Yeah, that's such a stupid, just the whole premise of the question, like, did you make money doing your mm-hmm. job? Did you make money using your skill sets and your God-given talents? Right. Like, 
Yes. Do you yeah. make money here as a congressperson? Right. And, you know, one yes. of the people who was going after him on that same line of questioning was Debbie Wasserman Schultz. You know, well, she <laughs> what I no would talent. ask her is, you know, <laughs> did you make any money off of rigging the election for Hillary Clinton? You know, how <laughs> right. about that? You know, she was the one who ran the DNC and completely rigged it for uh, Hillary. She ran a sham election. Uh, you know, she was in the back pockets of all these special interest lobbyists. I'd like to know about how much money she's making off of yeah, all of these things. Clinton a the lot more questions? than Matt Taibbi. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She gave Hillary the questions to interviews and things like that. Oh, yeah. They, they, I remember yeah. Mm hmm. You know, now I think about it, our enemies allege that same thing about us, too, don't they? <laughs> yeah. So, geez. Um, all right. Let's talk about this bank bailout here. Um, I, I just have to say this, you know, as a guy that liked Ron Paul, you know, was big supporter in 2012. Once again, old Ron, he <laughs> knew he knew all about this thing. And it's like there's a moral hazard with the whole FDIC program, people don't actually care what's happening with their money when they know that their deposits are insured by the federal government up to $250,000. That increased during the last Great Recession. Mm -hmm. And uh, this thing is interesting, and I have no idea where this thing goes, but I was just thinking about it. We are now bailing out depositors over a quarter million dollars in these banks. And meanwhile, and this is the president of the United States, gets up early in the morning, early for him, to do a press conference. Doesn't take any questions from the media, by the way. Has a little mm -hmm. trouble getting that doorknob open. <laughs> and um, as he's bailing on the press, trying to ask questions. And he prioritizes the quarter of a million dollar uh, plus deposits in these bank accounts. But he couldn't be bothered to go to East Palestine. Mm -hmm. And this is like, isn't this completely the democrat party now they don't stand for the little person anymore all they care about is the wealthy elite and they're that, protecting these accounts that is a great point because you look at a lot of these companies that have accounts with uh, that silicon valley bank and it's like i heard zip recruiter and a bunch of these big tech companies mm -hmm. and uh um <laughs> uh shoot oh never mind my watch went off and I lost my train of thought. Oh, wow. <laughs> Having a liberal moment there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Having a Biden moment? Yeah. Dang it. <laughs> well, I mean, it's just fascinating. So Biden then says that taxpayers won't be on the hook for this stuff. Mm -hmm. It's like, what, what the hell are you talking about? Of course, right, of course we will thing. be. Right. And, you know, I've even seen some people from the left critiquing Biden on this whole thing. Like Nina Turner, she was the, you know, Bernie Sanders campaign manager. Mm -hmm. She's even saying, you know, of course, from the left, you know, but it's interesting that it is causing some divisions. And the more that these uh, Democrats splinter, I think it's a good thing. But see, yeah. this oh, is. I know. What I was oh, gonna say. So, yeah, this reaction, like what that thing happens on Friday, I think Friday, maybe mm -hmm. Saturday, but over the weekend and first thing monday morning like first the next business day first thing in the morning he's out there talking about it where this east palestine thing has been mm -hmm. six weeks right months. and he still hasn't gone yeah still hasn't gone trump's been there mm -hmm. or mcdonald's for everybody <laughs> well yep. i think actually what's happening right now is you know i look at guys like russell brand uh bill maher to a degree mm -hmm. uh, matt Taibbi to bring him back up a uh, glenn greenwald mm -hmm. joe rogan crystal These, and sauger crystal and sauger um, these aren't hard right Republicans. None of them nope. are. Um, what they are are free thinking people yep. who know that the, the system is rigged. Mort, I don't know if you know this, but the system's rigged. Mm. Um, <laughs> Mort's like, how much time do we have here? <laughs> <laughs> the system's rigged, and it's only helping and protecting the politically connected at the mercy of the little man. I kind of look at my perspective in politics nowadays, not really libertarian, conservative. It's really 
just against the political establishment because they're screwing us all over. And that's why it doesn't shock me that somebody who was all in on Bernie Sanders could agree with us on this issue mm-hmm. because it is a big deal. Like we should not be bailing out the depositors. We should not be bailing out the banks. Mm-hmm. There needs to be inherent risk. Government can't take up all risk and then lay that the bear the cost on all of us when this stuff happens mm-hmm. because then it's never going to stop happening. It's called a moral hazard for a reason. Right. If you take away the risk, then people make different decisions. And here in this case, it's an interesting thing. The other thing I think about this is the banks go under because they are so um, addicted to the low interest rate environment. They hold all these treasuries and interest rates have been spiking because our politicians in D.C. have screwed us over and caused massive inflation. So to rein in the money, to contract the money supply, they're raising interest rates. Well, it's fascinating. Mm-hmm. I think we've been saying this for a long time. I know I've been saying this for more than a decade. There's going to be a day where the chickens come home to roost. You can't just artificially lower interest rates <coughs> in perpetuity and finance that with government debt, and we aren't going to be insolvent. And we have a massive balance sheet problem. It's not just what the banks hold right now in terms of treasuries. It's the fact that they're in treasuries, and the federal government has financed 30-some trillion dollars at low interest rates that are maturing every day. I don't know if people realize this. It's not like they're all 30-year bonds. They have short-term money that's maturing. They're all hitting higher interest rates. The whole jig is going to be up sooner or later. I'm not bullish on the future of America's finances because we have a balance sheet problem. Mm-hmm. We have all these liabilities. What the hell are they going to sell? How mm-hmm. are they going to afford this thing? We're going to sell all public lands? Yeah. What do we what do we like what what are the assets that we have to balance out that 30 trillion dollars in liabilities? And that's just current liabilities, not even unfunded liabilities in Medicare and Social Security. Well, I'm going to pick up IO Royale for pennies on the dollar. That's my plan. <laughs> uh well, I'm going to I'm going to bid you with 5 cents then. <laughs> Wouldn't that be a sweet? Yeah, it would be pretty sweet. That would be so cool. There's a silver lining. Yeah, it's like uh, <laughs> this. You probably don't know anything about that, do you, Jesse? Not much. It's like this island. It's technically Michigan. I think that's an insult to us in Minnesota, but <laughs> it's technically. You know that it's technically Michigan. No, I don't know if I did. <clears throat> if you look at the map, it's like they cut Michigan through Lake Superior that way. But most yeah. of us just think it's off the coast of Minnesota, right? Mm-hmm. Lake Superior, Big Island. I think it's 22 miles long. Is that right? Something like that. And it's, I, thought it was, I almost thought it was like 50 miles long. No, I could be wrong. Mm. And it's full of moose and wolves. <laughs> I mean, like, how cool is that? You got this mm-hmm. little paradise and island. You can camp there. It's a federal, it's a national park. Mm. And you can actually take a ferry out there and you can backpack. You could probably canoe and kayak mm. and uh, camp out there. Like a there's even lakes on it. There's lakes. Yeah. There's lakes I actually haven't been out there yet. Hmm. No. Florida, I guess DeSantis is calling me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what comments do we have there, Dawson? Let me turn on my mic first. We've got uh, Tucker91 piping in a bunch, says, go woke, go broke. Um, and they're all wealthy accounts to steal from the poor to give to the rich. <laughs> Taxpayers are always on the, uh, on the hook. And then Brad Ganser has a super chat, $5. Thank you. Thanks, Brad. Um, says, sorry for the cheap shot, Jake. I would bet that you could out-push up the current governor. Regarding SVB, <laughs> is it any real surprise that the Fed bails out the most woke <coughs> bank in the country? Is it the most woke bank? I don't know. I mean, like, geez, all these banks are going woke. 
Mm-hmm. And by the way, I didn't challenge the governor. I challenged you, Brad Ganser, <laughs> to a push-up contest. I noticed how, you notice how he didn't take that on? He diverted? <laughs> Someone's a little nervous. Um, yeah, I mean, here's the deal. All these banks are going to be insolvent, right? They're all in the same gig. You know, like they're heavily invested in low interest rates. So how long are we going to do this, right? Mm-hmm. How much longer are we? Oh, you know, I saw another thing. I should have brought this up. Um, Thomas Massey, did you see this? He said that he was on a phone call. And um, who's the senator? Mark Kelly, I think. The guy Arizona. from Arizona? Yeah. Okay. And apparently he asked if uh, there's any plan by big tech to make sure that they basically silence people talking about getting money out of banks so that there's not a bank run. Mm-hmm. I got to look this up on the fly here. So I, I heard this somewhere. Mark Kelly bank run. I think it was Thomas Massey. <clears throat> this is Fox News. Arizona Senator Mark Kelly reportedly calls for censoring social media companies to prevent bank runs. You want to pull this up, wow. Dawson? Just type in. I Googled um, Mark Kelly and bank run. My apologies for um, using Google. It's just easier. So Senator Mark Kelly asked during a meeting about the bailout of Silicon Valley Bank whether social media could be censored to prevent misinformation going out that could lead to a bank run, according to reports. It was the first thing that came up. Michael Schellenberger, an independent journalist who reports on the Twitter files. Um, did we call him Matt? We, we totally butchered his <laughs> name. I have an off day today. Uh, contributed to Fox News report that Kelly asked the Federal Reserve, Treasury Department, Federal Deposit Insurance Corp, FDIC, about censorship measures during the meeting on Sunday. Republican House members on the call confirmed with Schellenberger's publication, Public on Substack. What's that website? Yeah. Right. That a Democratic senator asked about censoring social media companies, including Representative Thomas Massey, though Kelly's name was not specifically noted. And then this is a quote from Massey. Just got off a Zoom meeting with Fed, FDIC, and the Treasury. A Democrat senator essentially asked whether there was a program in place to censor information on social media that could lead to a run on the banks. Can you imagine that? Mm-hmm. And this is, by the way. That's such uh, a weird thing to want to censor of people. You know, it, it just shows how, how uh, crazy, uh, you know, in bed with, uh, you know, these people that Mark Kelly is between big tech, between, you know, these banks. Uh, and, you know, he's married to that Gabby Gifford uh, that Mark Kelly is. Uh, and so th- there's some interesting things with that guy. He also pretended to be a moderate for this last election in Arizona, pretending like he wasn't going to come for the guns when really that's exactly what he plans on doing. So there, there's plenty of interesting things with that. And uh, good to hear that Thomas Massey is at least uh, pointing it out and letting the public know. Well, and from a practical standpoint, you can understand that social media could spread this fear and then people are taking money out of the banks. You know, that's the mm-hmm. big fear yep. of the regulators. But Right. Elon Musk, you know, put <laughs> that uh, meme out there where, you know, it was the two buttons meme and it said, yeah. you know, crypto is corrupt, banks are corrupt, and, you know, both are true <laughs> in certain yeah. cases. Not all of crypto and maybe not all banks, but it seems that way. Uh, so, you know, people are wondering, where can I keep my money in a safe way? You know, s- some people say gold, gold IRA accounts and things like that. I don't know what the right answer is, though. Well, today's uh, show has been uh, sponsored by Gold IRA. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that seemed to be the whole thing like 10 years ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like the well, there's media. still a lot of cons- yeah, conservative <laughs> media. They they definitely talk about them a lot. Yeah. Well, I certainly buy gold and silver. Mm-hmm. I have been doing that for a long time. Last thing that we'll talk about and then we'll sign off here is uh, our YouTube ban. Um, once again, and we'll pull up the article there, Dawson. 
what I thought would be cool is just to show you guys how this works. So imagine Rumble didn't exist, and our audience continues to grow on Rumble, and I appreciate you guys joining us on Rumble today, which you really only had that option. But if Rumble didn't exist, YouTube would essentially silence groups like us because where else would we get our video out? There'd be no other social mm -hmm. media entity. Facebook doesn't play our stuff. So what they do is they uh, find things that go against what they call their community standards. This time I think it was uh, young William, Mr. Straight Lace himself, <laughs> that got us in the hot seat uh, for – Offering an opinion about the election being stolen, and according to YouTube's uh, community standards, you can't even talk about that subject. Mm -hmm. It's not presented as fact, it's presented as his opinion. Yeah, That's they, how far gone we are. They selectively enforce these rules. You know, there, there's plenty of people who are on YouTube that get to talk about this. I see other videos Correct. all the time where people say the exact same thing that I'm saying. But, you know, because they, uh, you know, for whatever reason, YouTube allows them to keep keep them around, probably for the advertising money. Uh, and they, they just want to shut out anybody who's trying to build something up, anyone who's trying to uh, get something going, you know, because all me and William are doing, we're just telling people the news, telling people our perspectives on things. And, uh, you know, it shows how anti-free speech YouTube is. They want to censor us just because we think differently than their, you know, elitist executives. Am I the only one who hears, uh, you know, the media or leftists say that, they're trying to stop the spread of misinformation <laughs> right. that I actually hear they're trying to stop the spread of truth because <laughs> there's been so many things over mm -hmm. these last three years that every time I hear that term, yeah. it's just like, no, I, we know what you're trying to, you know, stop <laughs> yeah. the spread of it actually. Right. Oh, a hundred percent. Yes. And once again, misinformation will come up when we're pursuing truth, right? Mm -hmm. But we, we can't get there unless we actually allow people to have opinions. Yep. So this is what happens. We go through in this article. You can look at actionforliberty.com. What they do is they say there may be an issue with your content. They give you an email. This is on your page. Now, this has happened to us three times now where we've had two strikes. So we're on like strike six or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. But essentially, you get this two-week period where you can't post, hence why you can't watch us today. And then after that, you have a certain amount of time before the strike expires. If you get a third strike in that period, you're gone. They remove you from the Internet. Mm -hmm. Facebook did this to us Yeah, on stuff that we've been proven right on, by the way. So then if you scroll down, then you can appeal the decision. This is not a real appeal. They never get past it. I don't even think they have a real person doing it. I just have fun and type up a couple sentences because it doesn't take much time. Then they'll say, thank you for your review. They guide you. Scroll down a little bit there, Dawson. They guide you to the community guidelines, their standards page, and what you can and can't say. And I did a little post here of what they put on that page. It says, election integrity. Scroll down just a little bit. Claims that a candidate only won by a swing state in the U.S. 2020 presidential election due to voting machine glitches that changed votes. Claims that dead people voted numbers that changed the outcome of the 2016 presidential election. You, you know, first of all, okay, claim, number four is claims that the U.S. 2020 presidential election was rigged or stolen. First mm -hmm. of all, they're putting in this stuff. They even put, like, uh, things on Brazil and Germany. They're putting that stuff in to act like they're fair and balanced. Let's yeah. be honest. Claim number four is the only thing they care about, mm -hmm. right? That's it. Well, yep. three, two, widespread fraud or errors in past presidential elections. That's what they're silencing. Mm -hmm. They're not silencing in that other stuff. They're just acting like they're, uh, you know, playing fair and balanced. They're not. Mm -hmm. So if you want to see uh, the video, this is Political Junkies Episode 4. I really love your guys' show. Uh, go back to that article real quick, Dawson. At the very bottom of this, on the Action for Liberties page, you can see the, uh, the actual video, a rumble page, Trump in the lead. It's about CPAC results. So go to actionforliberty.com. And before we sign off, just go back to the top on actionforliberty.com. 
Um, we're posting all the time. We have lots of news here on our page. Just scroll down there. A couple of other articles. We didn't have time to talk about this, but uh, Dems are pushing for a cash stipend program for the homeless, and mm -hmm. apparently they're going to prioritize the LGBT homeless youth. Uh, we also talk about how the GOP and the Dem are coming together in Kumbaya to get rid of the third parties, essentially, in Minnesota. So you lots know. of different articles that we uh, cover, and um, I don't think we talked about this yet on the show, but thanks to your guys' pressure, scroll, go back to that page real quick, Dawson. The uh, article in the bottom middle, uh, we talked about this woke bill that had re business regulations in it. And we mm -hmm. talked about how Julia Coleman, a Republican from Chaska, was on the bill. Because of you guys at home calling and contacting Julia Coleman, within mm -hmm. a day, she removed her name from this awful bill. Yep. So that's a huge success. We appreciate you guys very much for doing that kind of stuff. It's easier to do that to a Republican right now. It's a little harder to do it to Democrats, but trust me, if you guys reach out to these people and tell them you got to change your behavior up at the Capitol, they will change their behavior because they hate they hate voters that are mad at them. Is that mm -hmm. a fair way to assess it, former legislator Eric Mortensen? Yeah, that's all they care about, <laughs> staying in office. So going right to that political threat of we'll get rid of you is super powerful. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. All right. Well, uh, William is not going to be back till next week, I guess, so um, – Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, we missed the guy, but he he's got some. Uh, he's on a special assignment up north. <laughs> we'll put it mm -hmm. that way. <coughs> Dawson, thank you for running the dials. I don't know what's happening to my uh, voice here. It's going. I feel like you flipped me off there, but I can't tell in the dark. Um, Eric Morrison, <laughs> thank you very much for tuning in or for joining us. Uh, tune into his show on Rumble. Go to Representative Eric Morrison or look up the behind the smoke screen for his yep. show. And Mega Jesse, as always, thank you for your input today oh yeah absolutely and now people know that uh that uh tim walls was in china during the tiananmen square massacre <laughs> google it for yourself right, he we're, was gonna there we're gonna fact check yeah <laughs> go ahead everyone uh he, he admits it in 2015 so gotcha. you know go out and find it it's there awesome thank you guys for being a part of our show and we'll see you uh, on thursday at one o'clock take care